Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Allie Terry, and special guest, James DeAngelis. Yay, you guys, we have, it's our first special guest, and you might notice that someone very important is missing from this episode, Natalia. Everyone send your condolences to Natalia, say hi to her, tell her we miss her. She forgot she had a wedding this weekend. So. Oh, you said condolences, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, she, yeah, I know, right? Something bad happened. Yeah. No, she just forgot she had a wedding. Okay, I wouldn't say condolences then. Well, because we miss her, though. Like, RIP, yeah. she's not on the episode. Yeah. So everyone make sure that in the SoundCloud comments, you talk about how much you miss her, how the episode's not as good without her. But still really good, because James actually yes. killed it. Right, yeah. And then make sure that you tweet at James and tell him thank you for being on our podcast, on our Little Haunted podcast. And for those of you who don't know who James is, I'm going to introduce him. Famous rapper and comedian, best known for his recurring role on the award-winning web series, Sugar Pine 7, it's James DeAngelis. That's it. What up with it? Yeah. And he has a new single out. If you want to go stream it, uh, where can they find it, James? Yeah. um, It's called Burnt. It's on Spotify and iTunes and all those awesome streaming services. Um, can they buy it on iTunes? You can buy the shit out of it. On you guys iTunes. go buy it on iTunes. Support yeah. the boy. It's on he... my Twitter too. If you uh, just go there, you'll find it. Awesome. At James D'Angelo's. Is it pinned? Is it your pinned tweet? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Easy access. No, it's not. My... Yes, it is. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It'll yeah. be pinned by the time you guys listen to this. And this is James's first time on the podcast. I also realized we do have quite a few new listeners. I'm not sure how you guys found us, but I want to introduce our podcast real quick to anyone who maybe this is their first episode. This is a haunted podcast. We are not a skeptic podcast. Typically, at worst, we're pretty neutral. Natalia and I normally just believe anything Dude, we hear. I'm very similar to that. Like, I I consider myself skeptical just because I think you have to be skeptical of everything, but... There's always a little part of me that kind of believes oh, everything. Oh, yes, absolutely. And But also, like, not to the point where I would do anything about it, but mm-hmm. just, like, yeah, I'm I'm sure that it, at some in some way, like, part of this is true. Yeah. I don't know. Any Literally any alien story that we cover on this podcast, I automatically believe, just because I believe in aliens. Yeah. And also, it's more fun to believe. It's absolutely. Kinda, yeah, it's, it's really a, fun. It's not as fun to be a Debbie Downer and say, well, clearly there's a flaw in this story because... Yeah. This person was on drugs at the time. Like, I don't care. I believe it. This person was on <laughs> drugs at the time and it was it was DMT and they yeah. were hallucinating. They thought they were talking to right. alien Jesus. So very obviously it's not a true story. In that situation, I would be like, fuck you, I believe it. You'd be like, Well, you know, how can you distinguish what is real and what is fake when there's that powerful of a hallucinogen? Exactly. Maybe he astral projected himself onto Mars. And that's what and he that's, See, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then that's where I'm like, no, okay, well, now it's bullshit. <laughs> okay, so then you wouldn't have liked... One of our most popular episodes is about Ohio University, which I don't know if you know this, is very haunted, as it turns really? out. And they had a student that astral projected herself onto the top floor of a dormitory while like people... like They thought she was having a seizure, so they were trying to help her. And as they were trying to help her people saw her on the top floor of the dormitory and it turns out she was astrally projecting herself. That's nuts. What do you think of that? No, that's nuts. Yeah, that's I, I believe that's in astral nuts. projection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done it before uh, inadvertently and it was terrifying. Wait, what? Tell me about it. Well, not... I don't think it was actually like astral projecting, but it was... Um, I was definitely like in between some some places. Were, were there substances involved? No. 
No. Mm-mm. Wait, what? Tell so me this more is details. Actually like, um, I've never known anyone who astrally projected. I automatically believe you. Yeah, so you gotta yeah, tell like, me. I, I'm just trying like I don't think it was I don't I'm not familiar enough with astral projection to be like this was astral projection. Right. But it was something weird. And it could have just been a very vivid dream, but it was so basically this is like in college, right when I started to become more like religious mm-hmm. and I feel like if you believe in like religion or spirituality, then like once you become more aware of those things, then like you're just more aware of like kind of like it's more like a spiritual awareness, you know, of Mm -hmm. things. And so like one night I uh, like woke up from like a deep sleep and my room was pitch black and I would usually have my laptop like next to me on my bed from like watching the office or something falling asleep. And so I went to like tap it to turn it on for some light and it didn't turn on. And I was like, oh, it died. And then I go rent to go like turn on my light and it didn't turn on like it wasn't plugged in. And I was like, what the fuck? And then finally, I like reached around and plugged it into the wall and turned the light on and it like slowly filled the room. And I was just like, I kind of like sat up in bed like this and I was like, what the fuck? Like everything was just like you really were in slow. a parallel universe, maybe. Or I don't know. Like- everything was like really like slow and like groggy. Oh, I don't like that. Did you have a fever? No, but the thing that really creeped me out is that because I had turned on the light from pitch black, Mm -hmm. I look at the window, like the one tiny little window I had in there, and I notice like sunlight coming from outside. And like, it's hard to be aware of like what's normal and what's not in a dream because you don't know you're dreaming. Right. But I was like, is this a dream? I was like aware of it and stuff. And then right as I like became aware of the fact that this was what like wasn't normal, my bedroom door like creaked open a little bit. No. And there was light, like really bright light coming from outside of the... I like have the chills right now. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) But then I just like, I was like, nah. (laughs) I was like, no. And then I... What do you mean no? I I just like snapped myself out of it. okay. And I woke up and my room was completely dark. And that. I like turned everything on and it like my computer turned on fine and everything was fine. Oh my and it was God. nighttime and I was just like. That's so creepy. It was very creepy. Do like, you think if you hadn't snapped out of it, someone would have walked through that door because it was opening? I truly don't know. It was very creepy. And so what do you think that was? If it wasn't a dream, let's say it wasn't a dream. What do you think it would have been? I think it was probably like just some sort of lucid dream or um, at the time I thought that it was like some sort of me being pulled into like a spirit realm or something or like some other dimension yeah it sounds like like a parallel dimension or something because everything's the same but different yeah and like the fact that you know in dreams everything's kind of different like Mm -hmm. a room wouldn't it would have the same feel but it would look completely different like you would be like it felt like i was in my bedroom but it looked like a medieval castle or something you know what i mean yeah but like this experience like everything was like exactly the same like the layout, everything. Yeah, where that, that were. makes it creepier. Yeah, I know. So, well, maybe you astrally projected into another dimension and we're glad you came back. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you had. I never came back. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gone. This is actually just a hologram or an astral projection of you. Yeah, like Doctor Strange. Like, I'm just chilling here as like slightly see through. Well, I have yeah, a, I have a, a weird thing. That I've happened. never had anything like that happen to me before. And Natalia and I have talked about this on the podcast. I've never had a ghost experience before and I want to so bad because we do this podcast like it would be dope if I could be like yeah I saw this ghost one time I never have well 
And I've never... Be careful what you wish for. I know. That's true. Because I always feel that way, like, when I watch whatever videos about, like, paranormal shit or, like, whatever. And I'm like, this person who saw this and now, like, truly... Because I'm just seeing, like, a shitty phone video of it. But this person experienced that and they now either, like, believe in the paranormal or whatever and... They like can't unsee that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We do because we do listener stories on here. And so people will write in with their own paranormal experiences. And some of the stuff that people have gone through is so terrifying. But I want to meet like a nice ghost. You know, I just want like a nice little ghost to come through the door and say hi to me. And like, that's it. And then I know it's real, but I'm not traumatized. That would be Mm -hmm. the ideal ghost experience for me. Yeah. I I don't feel like ghosts that are nice are still here. But what about guardian angels? Isn't that to a certain extent? I don't think angels are ghosts. But if we don't know what ghosts are, what if all ghosts are just spirits? Mm -hmm. Then a guardian angel, right? Couldn't that be a form of a spirit? Yeah, but I don't think that a guardian angel would present itself in a a weird way. In a full body apparition type of way? Or like in an apparition like somewhat paranormal way anyways like i feel like a guardian angel kind of the point of it is to not really like show itself to you it's kind of just there like it's just right? a calming presence that's yeah. watching over you that's it kind fair. of just like has your back and you yeah. don't really know that it's there um that's what, what i think about like guardian angels and stuff but i don't know well, Natalia and I went to Area 51 recently. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. nuts. I <laughs> and- saw you guys there. I was like, no fucking way <laughs> yeah. they did this shit, man. That's yeah, we so did. stupid but- in a funny way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really stupid, but it was awesome. But basically, this relates to Guardian Angels because we were staying in this town called Tonopah, which is two hours outside of Area 51 because the whole point of Area 51 is it's in the middle of buttfuck yep. nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. So the closest hotel we could stay at was two hours away. So Yeah, I saw the video where it was like, what would really happen if a million people showed up there? Yeah. It's like, well, they'd all have to fly into Vegas, and that's like an 80-mile drive away. Right. Well, we drove. We drove from here. And from here. It took us because we had to go up. Like We couldn't go through through Vegas. We had to go up to Tonopah, which is north. And so it took us like eight hours to get there and then eight hours back, Damn. which was a fucking nightmare. But when we were in Tonopah, it's this little haunted mining town. It's like a, sort of a ghost town, but people still live there. That's cool. And we met this lady named Mama Kelly. She might be listening to this podcast right now because we gave her our card and she was really dope. Mama Kelly, if you're out there, hey. And she took us... So Natalia on this podcast is obsessed with treasure because she thinks that that's how she's going to pay off her credit card debt is finding finding buried treasure. Fuck. So I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't listened to any of your guys' podcasts, but I, I, I need to now. Yeah, it's pretty good. I just don't listen to podcasts unless I'm on a long drive and I'm never and on a long not, drive exactly, anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I listen to podcasts all the time because I work in Oxnard yeah. and I'm frequently over here in Encino. And then also for work, I have to drive to different ranches. But... Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, so we met Mama Kelly, Mama Kelly and Natalia had bought this metal detector for this trip. And we were like kind of trying to figure out the metal detector, like put it together. And Mama Kelly comes up to us and she's like, what are you girls doing? Because it's very obvious we're from out of town. And we're like, where are the gold at? And Mama Kelly's like, well, because it's a mining town. And she's like, well, I don't know about gold, but I could show you some treasure. 
And we were like, okay. So we follow her. This woman we've never met she before. Ties us up. And are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throws us in a river. Yeah. In the middle of the desert. So we follow her out to this middle of nowhere. It was literally a dump. She took us to the dump. But it was a really cool dump because it's trash all from the 1800s and 1900s. They don't let you dump there anymore. So she took us out. Sounds like a cool dump. It was really cool. <laughs> and so we went dumpster diving essentially with this woman we'd never met before. And we filmed some of it. But the vlog hasn't come out yet. And uh, oh, but my point was, so Mama Kelly is actually, as it turns out, a medium. Oh, of and, course. Of course. And yeah, so she's she was living in a ghost town. Yeah. Of with course all she this is. old treasure trash. Well, and we met so many mediums while we were there. And I feel like that, you know, those types of cities attract those kinds of people. And so she was talking to us about like, oh, um, I can totally tell we had brought our friend Amy with us to be our videographer. And she was talking to Amy and she was like, you know, I can really tell that you have a guardian angel watching over you. And I want you to know that like you're protected. And if you ever feel alone, you're never alone. It was like very comforting for Amy. And then she turns to me and she's like, yeah, you don't have anyone watching over you. And I was like what and then i think i must have looked shocked and she was like oh no no no! but it's okay because i don't think you need anyone to watch over you <laughs> she I mean, saved it yeah yeah and then she turns to natalia and she's like yeah you have a guardian angel but you don't fucking listen to him yep that's true I exactly see that. right. that's yeah. so funny but so i was like well i'm all alone i've got no guardian angels i've got no but i also have no demons that means because she said there's no one following me around no one is interested in me but you said you've been watching a lot of paranormal videos lately no i just for whatever reason because i'll get on like different kicks of like shit that i just watch on youtube like late at night and i've been smoking more lately Mm -hmm. just like relaxing and so i started watching all these paranormal like five videos you shouldn't watch when you're alone and shit like that oh no those are the worst <laughs> i know why would the... you do that to yourself especially while high no it's okay because like i like to put myself in very stressful situations <laughs> <laughs> and... it builds character yeah totally yeah. It makes me stronger i think um and so i'm watching these videos and like 90 percent of them i'm just like okay this is stupid mm-hmm. skipping 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 and then there every once in a while there's one that's like yikes because of the way that the quote-unquote amateur video is shot, the, the way that like whatever scary thing is in it is portrayed is like very well done and it looks like it's real because it's like an amateur thing, but like most of the time it's just one of their other friends over there yeah. doing something, you know what I mean? But like, I don't even remember exactly which one like freaked me out, but it made me just like stop watching them for a little while and I was like, all right, I'm chilling on that, I'll watch something <laughs> else. But then I, uh, I think it was like 2 a.m. when I finally like, went to go to bed and so I was in our office which is right next to our bedroom and so I like turn off everything in there and I come out to go to the bathroom before I go to bed and our TV in our bedroom's on but it's like you know like the Netflix screen when it's like continue watching yeah so it's very dimly lit it was just like the little bit of white text on there like lighting the room so it's really really dim so I'm like going to the bathroom and I'm like realizing I'm like oh fuck I'm like higher than I thought I was right now <laughs> and I, and then it, I just became super like aware that I was just standing in like pitch black bathroom oh like, no and I was like oh fuck okay just finish peeing just finish peeing and get to bed it's fine James you're fine but just finish peeing and get to bed yeah because you'll forget about it when you're just laying in bed and so do you ever like make yourself feel something or think something 
Like, you know, when like you, freak yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so like you're standing right and, you're, and then you're like, well, it would be so fucking freaky if someone was just like standing behind me, like right there. Yeah. And then, then you start to like feel the, yeah, like you oh, feel fuck. someone watching yeah. you or like you yeah. feel something on your back. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, but you know, there's nothing there. Right. But you're like freaking yourself out. So I like finish going to the bathroom and I turn, you like, you know, like our little tiny hallway area right between all that. Right. Yeah. So I turn to like go out that way and go into the room and out of the corner of my eye, I think that I see like a figure no. that's slightly darker than like the rest of the background. Um, and so I'm, <laughs> this is so funny too. I literally cracked myself up <laughs> when I did this. I like walked out, saw that. And my first instinct <laughs> was this. Poo poo. Wait, you just waved your arm at it and like, said poo poo. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like poo poo. That sounds like some like Jewish grandmother shit where Dude, like like some I, cultural like way to get rid of a ghost. I like because I try to just like okay if there is something there I'm gonna like try to see if I can like just hit it or touch it or be like get the fuck out of here. And was and did you touch it? No, it was just my coat rack. <laughs> <laughs> because my coat rack was right there, but a little bit further back, so the depth was off. Right, but it, it's a hundred percent was my coat rack. Cause that's what I yeah. saw, <laughs> and but just like that's so funny to me that my instinct was to just go poo poo. So basically, if it was a demon or a murderer hiding in your house, you would have died because your gut reaction is to say poo poo and oh, wave at it, it. Well, if it was a demon, that would have been a different story. If it was a murderer, <laughs> I would have fucking ripped him apart right. after that. Okay, all right. <laughs> because yeah. I don't know. I feel very. You might have been so shocked that that was yeah. your reaction. That Dude, that's what I think of sometimes. Like, if you're in a situation where some shit's going down like that, act like you're fucking insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like yeah. your best defense because they're not going to know what to do. Right. They're think they're going to think that you're just some victim. Right. And like, oh, this is going to be. I'm going to kill them. But then if you act like you're insane <laughs> and go crazy, like just shit on yourself, they're just going to be like, fuck. Just vomit on command. Oh, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my. That's like what I think of when I think. Your go-to is just to puke on yourself. <laughs> yeah, just throw up. Listen, Alyssa, I'm telling you right now, there are weird people out there, and they might. Be they really might into like that. it. You're right. Yeah. And you don't want to <sighs> dig yourself deeper into a hole. <laughs> You're right. Also, I'm not sure that I could make myself throw up on demand. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, I have trouble throwing up when I need to. Like, you know, when you're drunk and you're past and you the try point, to make your, you feel like I'm like, I know I'll feel yeah, better if I just yeah. throw up. I can't do it. Dude, I usually can easily. But then every once in a while, I like can't. And I'm like, oh, like literally <laughs> finger back. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Do you literally just shove your fingers down your throat and that's how you make it happen? I don't happen? like put it in the middle. I put it on the side. Oh, maybe that's what I need to try. Well, I only do that because I don't want to accidentally like throw up all over and, my own arm. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to because I don't know be if bad. it's going to be like fast yeah like a projectile like instantly just <laughs> or so i just like from the side kind of just go dee -dee. okay well maybe that's the technique i need yeah, to try, try next that. time yeah all right good advice but yeah so that happened and i think that's so funny yeah just that is pretty funny because immediately after and keep in mind it's 2 a.m completely quiet and dark in my house lauren is literally probably about where you are a distance yeah your from house me. isn't very big so you yeah. you're safe and but so let's be quiet for like a couple of seconds and then i'm gonna say it okay and this is exactly how it felt all right poo poo just, just like that literally just like that that loud <laughs> in a completely quiet house and lauren's just right there and did she wake even, up no she didn't wake up <laughs> but then immediately after i did it i like i did it and like quickly kind of walked back in, into my room and i just started laughing i was like holy fuck that's what I did. Yeah. If I thought that there was a ghost there, 
I said poo-poo. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe that is your gut instinct that's my telling you. Spell. Well, yeah, that's your spell. In a in an alternate universe, in a previous life, you were a warlock, and you know instinctively that a very powerful and, and warlock. And poo poo is poo poo is, is the spell that spell. I created. Yes, like, that's it, like a Vaticadavra. Mm-hmm, or like my Sectum Sampra that uh, Snape, yes. Snape created that spell on yeah. his own. Mine's just poo poo, <laughs> and it just makes you shit yourself instantly. <laughs> Okay, so then if we're ever in a situation where there's a murderer and I need to shit myself to scare to freak them out, you do the poo-poo spell, I shit myself. The murderer doesn't know what to do. He's so confused. He kills himself. (laughs) 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 He's so just like... Has such a little understanding of what's going on. I don't know why that's so He just kills himself. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's because you imagined it. The entire thing. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I need to calm down. <laughs> but so speaking of ghosts, on one of the ranches that we just started working on, it's a hemp farm. Ooh. And we have to have people there at night to guard the mm-hmm. hemp crop because people That's are, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also people are fucking dumb and they don't understand the difference between yeah. hemp and marijuana. Like if you think of a marijuana crop, like you would ha- probably have like 20% THC. And then talking about a hemp crop, if there's any THC present, it's literally like 0.3 or less. Yeah. You can't get high off of nope. it, no matter it's how much you smoke. grown differently. Exactly. And so but people don't understand that. And so they just see a plant that looks like weed and they're like, oh, I'm going to be sneaky and sneak into this field at night and steal this weed plant. And so I'd hired these two guys to be on guard at night on this field and the like the next day after they were on night shift, they called and they were like, thank you for the opportunity. Hey, it's but- all gone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they were like, you know, thanks for the opportunity, but um, I think we're going to like quit, like voluntarily quit. And I was so confused because it's actually, it pays pretty well because yeah, it's, it's like a night nighttime shift. Yeah. security stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, like, do you mind like ha- doing an exit interview with me? I'd like love to know like what we could do better in the future. Okay, and they were like being really fucking weird and shady about it. And then finally they were like, all right, here's the deal. We saw a ghost. And I was like, what do you mean you saw a ghost? They claim that they saw a woman, a white woman dressed in all white, like flowy clothes, walk into the equipment yard area, climb onto a stack of pipes that's really tall and just sit there. Yikes. For like a couple hours, I guess. And I was like, are you sure? Like, maybe it was just someone trespassing. And like, and they were like, no, this was not a person. This was like an apparition. She was like see-through. But she like very clearly walked up, got on these pipes, sat down for hours. So I hired two more people. They saw the same apparition. Yes. But I think it's literally just like a person freaking people out. Oh, now you're skeptical. Well, because I just... what's What would be the purpose? Like, what... Because normally spirits, they have a tie to something, right? Well, what was the farm before? Was it always it's been a farm? It's always been a farm. It's always just been a field. Well, maybe it was like a woman who died there at I the mean, farm. Maybe. Maybe there was but... a big, you know, maybe something big happened maybe there. there was... <laughs> like maybe, maybe there was uh... just something that happened. Maybe someone tried to smoke a bunch of hemp and, and died. died. Yeah. Yeah, um, got vitamin E poisoning from the right. vape. But yeah, they got scurvy. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she tried died to there. smoke all the th- hemp and got jaundice. Right, yeah. There died. you go. That's what happened. Um, and know. then I hired, but so finally I hired two more guys, but on the 
um, I have like a list of questions I ask, obviously, when I'm interviewing people for a job. No, literally, I added that question to it. And I found two guys that don't believe in ghosts. And they have nobody believes in ghosts until they see one. Right. Well, maybe some people I think are just we had we discussed this on episode five of our podcast where there's actually ghost tests where you can do these series of tests to see if you're like sensitive to ghosts. And I am. I didn't like get anything. I like did not pass any of the so tests. So that means that there could be a ghost right here, but you and wouldn't, I wouldn't even see know. it. I would have. I like my brain is not tapped into to? that, even though I want to. Huh. But maybe that'll change someday. Yeah. But like you said, be careful what you wish for, right? Because then you become open to all of it, and then there's too much. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, it's the floodgates open, and you can't undo it. What's that movie with uh, Ricky Gervais? Now, Paul, right? Blart. <laughs> Paul Blart. Paul <laughs> Blart. <laughs> no. Um, no. I think it's called Ghost Town or something. And he like almost dies. There's like a near-death experience. Oh, and then he can see ghosts? He can see and hear like all the ghosts. Oh, how annoying. Yeah, exactly. Is that the premise that yeah, it's annoying? Yeah, exactly the premise. All right. <laughs> oh, wow. That's such an annoying thing. Yeah. Well, today I'm actually going to be telling you <laughs> totally a ghost story. Totally forgot that you were actually going to tell me yes, thing. Yes, I yeah. know, right? So Let's do it. This is a Halloween-themed episode because we are now in the spookiest month of I'm the so year. I'm so happy that we're in October. Oh, my God. Me too. I love, I love Halloween. I got I my Sounds of Lamb shirt I on. saw that. You're even you're on brand. You're yep. on theme today. And actually, this story has some religious undertones, which makes it more believable to me for some reason. I feel that. And it actually, it freaked me out when I was researching it. So let's dive into it. James. Yes. Since it's October, I decided to go with a Halloween theme story this week that was actually brought to my attention by one of our listeners, Gina Hughes, who wrote in with a personal story about a haunted church near her hometown. Yikes. So the whole premise of this podcast, I know you haven't listened to it yet. Is but just because I haven't been on right, 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 not for drives, any personal be, reason, right, exactly. Yeah. But so basically, I don't want to spoil anything for you. So ethically, because I am an investigative journalist, I need to mm-hmm. cite my sources. But the problem is, if I cite my sources before I tell you the story, then you already know because I'm like the name of this article is "Man Eaten Alive by Demons," and so then yeah. you're like, well, now I know what the What's story is about, totally. right? Well, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm not going to do that. Is my point. So yeah. So I'm going to tell you about a town, a small unincorporated community in Douglas County, Kansas, United States, mm. founded in 1857. The settlement of Stoll, Kansas, was initially known as Deer Creek. No one is quite sure where the name came from, but some historians speculate that it could be an English translation of some indigenous name for the area, or alternatively, that the first settlers of the area saw a deer by a body of water. That's probably what it was. (laughs) That's probably what it was. So the first settlers of the area spoke German as their native language. Some had come from Pennsylvania Dutch country within the United States, whereas others recently fled the German Confederation to escape military duty. So they were basically like draft dodgers, but mm-hmm. for Germany. Yeah. Which is understandable because I don't I don't think that they were probably doing anything good. So during the 1850s, Deer Creek's small population of families organized a church that met in the homes of its members until 1867 when a limestone structure called the Evangelical Emmanuel and Deer Creek Mission was built. This church later became simply known as Evangelical Emmanuel Church. Until 1908, the sermons at the chapel were preached in German. In 1867, a cemetery was built next to the church. In 1922, the inhabitants of Stoll raised money to construct a new wooden church across the road, which they named Deer Creek Church. 
1923, the town decided to rename itself from Deer Creek to Stoll after its only postmaster, Sylvester Stoll. And I guess I was reading, I guess it was super common for small towns during the 1800s. If they had a post office, because not everybody did, they literally would just name their town after the postmaster because he was like the most important person in the town. That's cool. Yeah. It makes sense too, because like that is... That's like, literally their only mode of The only way to communicate and yeah. like the only like importance of a small town is if it had a, a post, office. post office. Yeah. And yeah. so if that guy sucks at his job, you just don't know what's going on at all yeah. in the world. Um, immediately upon changing the name of their town, the citizens of Stoll also renamed their new church from Deer Creek Church to Stoll Evangelical Church. The Old Stone Evangelical Emanuel Church was then completely abandoned by the community who chose to only hold services at the new wooden church. Stoll was always a small town, with only 31 people living in the area in 1912. At its maximum size, the settlement comprised of only 50 individuals. During the Roaring Twenties, the Kansas state government was considering constructing a railroad line between Kansas City and Emporia, Kansas, that would have run through Stoll and caused a boom in population and the local economy. However, those dreams were dashed with the advent of the Great Depression, which meant that the railway would never be constructed. During the 20th century, the settlement suffered from two major tragedies. The first occurred when a young boy wandered into a field that his father was burning and died burning alive. The second occurred when a man was found hanging from a tree after going missing. So when I was researching those two things that happened, like that's kind of a lot of bad shit to happen when you only have 20 people living in a community. Mm -hmm. And the little boy who died, I guess his dad was doing a controlled burn because he was farming. And the little boy apparently walked straight into the fire for no reason. Like he saw the fire and people, witnesses said it was almost like he was transfixed by something. Walked straight into the fire, burned alive, screaming while all these people are watching him burn alive. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, you can't you put can't out the how, fire yeah. that quickly to help him. No, you can't you can't run in to pull him out like Yeah. I mean and, and that and the guy who hung himself or was hanged, um that's just two very violent deaths. crimes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or no, yeah, deaths. Yeah. Two, two very violent deaths to be like the, setting up the energy. Setting up the, the energy area. for this small community that's yeah. basically just been founded not that long. It's giving me like witch vibes. Right, exactly. Okay, so That guy who was found hanging after he went missing, obviously he's hanging from a tree, right? So this tree was actually growing in the cemetery next to the church. And in the 1960s, that same tree, which is next to the now abandoned church, began to grow at an alarming rate. So even though it had been there for like 100 years, it all of a sudden just started to grow really, really fast. Hmm. And it grew so quickly that one of its branches grew straight into a nearby tombstone and broke it in half. The tombstone was that of Betty and Frankie Thomas, two Stoll citizens that had been suspected of witchcraft in the 1800s. Town legend says that the church itself had been originally erected in penance by the early members of the community for their wicked ways, murder, suicide, and witchcraft. So this is the town legend. Mm -hmm. For many years, legends about Stoll were discussed in private by locals, but this all changed in 1974 when an article was published in the University of Kansas' newspaper entitled, Legend of Devil Haunts Tiny Town. The article goes on to state that due to the early town members being involved in cult activities and satanic worship, a gateway or portal to hell opened somewhere within the Stoll Cemetery. 
According to the article, it is well known by locals that the devil himself appears in Stoll twice a year, once on Halloween and once on the spring equinox. Well, the thing about that, whenever that like stuff like that is said, um, and if you because when you say the devil or like Satan, you're basing that off of like religious foundation of what that correct yeah thing is, what mm-hmm. that entity is. And everything that I've ever like learned about the devil and stuff is that he can only be one place at once. He's not omnipresent. Right. He's not like God. Yeah, exactly. So if he's just decided to be in this <laughs> one little like small town on two nights a year. Yeah. That's like a pretty big deal. Right. You know yeah. I mean? Because he can't like just be anywhere at once. Like that's not how the devil he's works. He's got to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's he's point, confined James. to like the earthly plane. Right. So why this small town, right? Well, I'm going to tell you in just a minute. Um, The news article interviewed several witnesses and published their firsthand accounts of their experiences at the Stoll Cemetery. Rick Walker, a professor at Kansas University, was quoted as saying it was common knowledge that many people visiting Stoll would experience three to four hour lapses of memory. Another interviewee named Julie Day recounted how she and her grandmother had once visited the cemetery and were both overcome with a vision of a burning house. But when they got closer to the house, they discovered that although there were flames atop the roof, it did not appear that they were actually burning at all. So basically, they enter Stoll and they see this house and it's an abandoned house because there's not many people that live here. Mm-hmm. And they think it's on fire. Like they see flames on top of the roof and they're like, holy shit. So they run up to it to see like, is there anyone in this house? We got to get people out. What's going on? And according to this girl, Julie, what it actually was is there was like a small layer of nothing, like just air on top of the roof. And then there were flames coming out of the air. So it wasn't actually connected to the house at all. So the house wasn't burning. There were just these flames on top of the roof. Hmm. Very spooky. Um, here's an excerpt from the article about another witness's testimony. One University of Kansas junior who wished to remain anonymous said that he and two of his fraternity brothers visited the Stoll Cemetery last year. We decided to visit Stoll to find some excitement, he said. It was a beautiful night out, but as soon as we got to Stoll, it started raining. We sat in the car for a few minutes, then it stopped just as suddenly as it started. It was weird, he said. The students said that they got out of the car and started walking across the graveyard. All of a sudden, I heard a noise behind me and felt someone grab my arm. I'll never forget how cold the fingers felt, he said. He said at first he thought it was one of his friends who had tripped, but when he turned around, both of his friends were 25 yards behind him. The article also states that Stoll is one of the seven gateways to hell, and concealed somewhere in the cemetery is an incredibly well-hidden staircase fastened with a seal. If one were unlucky enough to access these steps, time would begin to move at a supernatural rate. Following these steps would lead one directly into hell. Some claim that they have located the steps behind the chapel, whereas others claim to have located the stairs within the retaining wall of Geneva Stoll's burial plot, who was the wife of the postmaster. More and more newspapers and magazines began to pick up the story. The Pacific Standard is one such paper who sent a journalist to visit the town and the ruined chapel. The journalist wrote in his article that the chapel was, quote, an eerie ramshackle building resembling something Guillermo del Toro would put up in his backyard. Also, according to legend, if one were to throw a bottle marked with an inverted cross against the wall, it would not break. If the bottle did break, the thrower was doomed to soon die. On October 31st, 1989, the Kansas City Star published an article with more eyewitness accounts. 
Among them, one visitor who claimed to have snuck into the church on Halloween night said that the walls had been oozing a red, sticky substance that smelled like blood. Some say that because the building's date stone has been removed, the church was then possessed by some sort of evil spirit. Another witness claimed that a large, decaying crucifix bolted to the interior wall of the chapel slowly turned itself upside down when the clock struck midnight while he was inside the chapel on Halloween. In 1996, the old decaying roof of the church was blown off during a storm. Stoll citizens in the area at the time rushed out to try to cover the chapel with a tarp to prevent rain damage, but when they got there, they noticed that for some reason, no rain was falling inside the ruin. It was as if some unseen force was protecting the chapel from above, and although rain fell all around the outside of the church, the inside remained dry. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now you might be asking yourself, James, why would the Dark Lord himself... Be visiting some town in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, Kansas, right? Yeah. Glad you asked. According to legend, in the 1850s, the devil impregnated a witch mm -hmm. who then gave birth to a horribly disfigured child. Sure. Like, real ugly. The baby lived for only a few days, and once dead, the witch promptly buried the devil's spawn in an unmarked grave in the town cemetery out of fear of being found out as a witch. As a result, the devil returns twice a year to pay his respects to either his buried son or the buried witch who bore his child or both. Indeed, there is a gravestone in the cemetery with the name Wittich, which believers argue is Old English spelling of the word witch. That's creepy. A similar version of the urban legend states that the devil's child did not die, but rather was transfigured into the form of a cat, hellhound, or werewolf that to this day still prowls the cemetery on opportune nights. According to another rumor, in the early 1850s, the mayor of Stoll had been slaughtered by a stable hand in an old stone barn. The barn was eventually turned into the Evangelical Emanuel Church, which was eventually engulfed in flames. Immediately after the newspaper article that we just read was printed, hundreds of people snuck into the cemetery to look for the devil themselves, many of them littering the ground with beer bottles and even vandalizing and destroying tombstones. Others defaced... Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you fucking do it, right? That's so stupid. Oh, let me find the devil, but let me also create horrible vibes by then desecrating a grave. Also, like, once that place is burnt now, like, yeah. that spot's burnt. Like, you don't go there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the, the devil's not going to go there anymore because everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows like, it's no longer yeah. a fun thing for him yeah. to come visit his witch wife. Yeah. Yeah. Others defaced the interior of the old church by spray painting the chapel's walls with obscene and demonic graffiti. The nightly disturbances got so bad that to this day, police regularly patrol the area, issuing $100 citations for trespassing or jail time. Okay, now I'm going to give you a celebrity cameo to this story. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain of popular grunge band Nirvana visited Stoll once and in a 1992 interview was quoted as saying, What's that place in Kansas? It's supposed to be a satanic place. There's a church. There's an old burned out church there. It's in this really small town not too far from Lawrence. And all this weirdness keeps going on about it. Happened for years. A lot of people have seen ghosts there. Stoll, that's what it's called. Well, we went there one night. I swear to God, there's some kind of scary stuff going on. I just remember walking toward it and it seemed to be getting further and further away. It was really pitch black. It just wasn't normal at all. And we felt this weird presence, this weird evil presence. We ran back to the van. 
According to the article, Cobain and some friends had heard about that bottle legend I told you earlier, where like if you paint an inverted cross on the bottle mm-hmm. and throw it at the wall, it won't explode. But if it does explode, then you're going to die. Don't tell me he did it and it blew up. Yep. That's so stupid. Yep. So he said it in the interview that he had gone there with his friends to, to test out this bottle legend and he threw it against the wall where there's the like there's the crucifix on the wall and that's where you're supposed to throw the bottle mm-hmm. and the bottle shattered and then shortly after Kurt Cobain was found with a gunshot wound to the head deceased shortly after like a year well everybody listening let's not let um this entertaining story take away from the fact that Kurt Cobain was a very troubled man and but imagine if there's some bad vibes there I'm sure there are bad vibes Yeah, there. that rub off on someone. And maybe if someone's already troubled and then they go to a place with hella bad vibes and try to communicate with the devil, that can't be well, good for that, them, right? I think that that fact alone, what you just said, um, will add to like somebody's troubled mind. Like if they're already in a bad place and they go somewhere to try to see or talk to the devil, like that's not going to end positively no no of course Never. yeah um okay whether or not any sort of devil is there right the so the band the cure ever heard of them never heard of them okay they're very <laughs> popular um they apparently refused to do shows in kansas at one point because they feared that they would become haunted just by going to the same just, state as wow. stole cemetery and in a 1993 article written in Time magazine, it was revealed that Pope John Paul II, while flying to attend the World Youth Day conference in Denver, asked his pilot to plot a course around Kansas because he did not want to fly over, quote, unholy ground. I mean, come on, that gives some credence. But I don't buy that. But it was in Time magazine. So what? It's a reputable magazine. Yeah, but um, how would they know that? Because the pilot did an interview. Are you just saying that? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I'm just saying the that. Pilot no, but interview. I think that's probably what happened. That I sounds reasonable. I don't think that the Pope would do that. I don't think that the Pope would um, be afraid of that. Okay. Especially Pope John Paul II. Because he was a different Pope. He was that's like what, a hey, real ass Pope. But if we're not being skeptical, James, and that's what the article says. Oh, okay. I didn't it, say I'm not going to be skeptical. It's Time Magazine. <laughs> Right. I don't know. I don't buy that one. Okay. The All rest right. of it I do because like bands, yeah, bands are always into shit like that. And yeah. like, especially when like news of like a cool, creepy, scary thing like that spreads like in the music scene, like more bands are going to try stuff like that. That makes sense. Well, I also think too, a lot of people in the music industry and also in sports randomly are just like really superstitious. Mm-hmm. And so like, for Definitely example, sports. Yeah, 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 like baseball uh pitchers or like players if they're growing a beard and their team is winning they won't cut yeah, the beard right yeah. or like they have their like rally hats where you turn mm-hmm. the hat inside out when you need a home run yeah and similarly i feel like bands are a lot like that and maybe it's because athletes and musicians i feel like those industries are really fickle so maybe yeah, they, they just kind figure, of rely on like yeah, luck or exactly or, uh, good fortune mm-hmm. to be like carrying them along and stuff yeah definitely sure. okay so then in 2002 some... i still don't believe the pope thing all right, you don't believe the Pope thing, but you no. do believe the Nirvana thing? Um, the Pope, the leader of the Catholic Church, was afraid It to doesn't fly say over... he was afraid. It says that he didn't want to fly over unholy land. I mean, I interpret that as maybe he's like, I don't even want to dignify the devil with my presence. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I, 
Is that more more? Did you hear my stomach <laughs> yeah, I heard rumble? Your stomach. Are you okay? Um, no, I'm really I think, scared. I think your stomach was agreeing with me. It was like, oh, <laughs> I was good like, point. yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, good point. All right, good point. <laughs> no, that putting it that way, yeah, I can okay. see that. All right. So in 2002, someone and that's also kind of like baller. Yeah, that's baller because he's like, I am basically God and Jesus's right hand man to an extent. Why am I gonna dignify? Yeah, this piece of shit. Like, I don't have to, and it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna go over there. Yeah, it's I don't need to. What's me. the point? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when so Natalia and I, we originally read this email from Gina Hughes, and Natalia's reaction to that was like, he's afraid that he's going to die soon because he's so old. And then what if the last thing he ever does is like talk to the devil before he dies, and then now he's got to explain that at the gates of heaven? Like, oh, I think if that ever happened, like, this would make a great movie. By the way, yeah, I think if the Pope or another like figure like that ever mm-hmm. came face to face with the devil it would be like you know that movie that old movie i think it's called the seventh seal and it's about this knight who's playing a game of chess with the grim reaper no it's that concept alone that's is so interesting amazing. though yeah like they're playing a game of chess and it's a very slow and like drawn out based it's like really is he playing heavy. for his life i think so yeah um, but like so it would be something like that mm-hmm. if there was ever like the Pope and the devil because I feel like there would be this standoff standoff but also like this weird like mutual respect but you know what <laughs> saying that saying that out loud saying that out loud I realized that that's not true at all <laughs> because the Pope would never respect the no, devil no not at all and the devil would probably never respect the Pope right They'd, they just he, don't see eye to eye oh no no they're no. not on the same page yeah. <laughs> at all philosophically they have some differences that i don't think could ever be sorted yeah um although that would be interesting if they could put aside their differences for one night based on to understand each other and then they fall in love they fall (laughs) it's a rom-com and it changes just the entire span of everything yes exactly um no i feel like if that ever happened though it'd be like a big thing well yeah like it would be oh you think that they would publicize it no 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 no. oh no 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 no. okay i just mean like they're in a room and like he say he goes to that town, right? And mm-hmm. he is there there just waiting. Like the Pope is there just waiting right. for any sort of something. And then the devil does come up there. Like it would be It would be a big big to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything would really happen. Right. But it would be very it'd be like just this showdown years in the making. Like maybe they just like stare at each other from a distance and like whoever blinks first loses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But did you know that the Catholic Church, this is kind of an aside, but did you know that they have a spell book? Like this is confirmed. It's called the Grand Grimoire. Grimoire. And and it's how you summon demons. And so they don't want other people to have it, obviously. So Mm -hmm. they have like have it locked up. So maybe the Pope has met the devil at at one point or another. I think um, at some point in the past, because I believe in magic Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that in the past magic was a lot more frequent Mm. um but you know as we've seen with like salem witch trials and like as time and society has become more civilized and magic was looked down upon more and almost went extinct right i feel like magic's almost extinct like in that sense of magic um but i feel like in the past there was a lot more kind of literal battle of good versus evil going on Mm -hmm. with like magic kind of representing evil um because like you know real, like christianity and other religions claim that magic isn't 
you shouldn't use magic. Right. That it's like dark. It's yeah. Even though like there's like white and black magic and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But just the act of using magic is kind of in defying. It's like defying God's power. And it's it's almost like saying, why do I need God? Yeah. Why do I need God if I can do magic? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like unnatural because you're playing around with like reality and so stuff. do you think that stuff like the salem witch trials which we covered in an episode like eliminating people that may or may not have magic bloodlines has helped bring about the extinction of magic probably yeah well i also know a lot of innocent people were killed at that time oh yeah absolutely yeah definitely well this town got fucking sick of people talking about the devil and magic. So they nicked it. (laughs) Well, in 2002, someone took a bulldozer and knocked down the back wall of the chapel's ruins. And there's a lot of conflicting stories about, like, who did it. All we know is that the town never, like, issued a permit. Because, you know, like, when you do demolition, you have to have have a permit. mm -hmm. So nobody was ever given a permit. Nobody, like, there's nothing on record saying, like, oh, we hired this company to, like, demolish this building. So... To like the best of our knowledge, the whole town just kind of came together and was like, we need to do something about this. And somebody had a bulldozer and just like knocked down the back wall that has the crucifix on it so Mm -hmm. that it's not there anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see them just getting fed up. Mm -hmm. And then I have another celebrity cameo for you with this story. In 2013, in an interview with Complex Magazine, Ariana Grande... Uh, discussed her unsuccessful attempt to visit Stoll Cemetery. She was quoted as saying, I felt this sick, overwhelming feeling of negativity over the whole car, and we smelled sulfur, which is the sign of a demon. And there was a fly in the car randomly, which is another sign of a demon. I was like, this is scary. Let's leave. I rolled down the window before we left, and I said, we apologize. We didn't mean to disrupt your peace. Then I took a picture, and there are are three super distinct faces in it. They're the faces of textbook demons. I deleted the picture, but before I did, I tried to send it to my manager, and it said, file cannot be sent. File is too large. 666 megabytes. I'm not kidding. Um, Thoughts, James? I don't know. I feel like whenever there's a story like that, and like there are these little details that are always so perfect, and right. blah, 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 I'm like... That's such bullshit because why why would these demons be so like playful? Like that's like that seems like playful to me. And like I'm like 666 sure, megabytes. Yeah, like they're somehow able to manipulate the size of a file and like I don't know, I personally don't think that demons have that much power mm-hmm. like to be able to manipulate reality but if this is but if this is a place that the devil visits twice a year then maybe the demons there are more powerful i don't know but just like when things like that happen and like all the numbers fit perfectly and there's like so much symbolism that goes into it it's like classic demon symbolism i'm like why would they be so obvious about it? Right. Well, are they you, trying to like draw attention and make themselves known? Because well, there's a, like better ways they could do that. Than, like just appear? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> just but like I guess, appear and eat someone? I think someone? like with um, Satanism and stuff, like um, symbolism and like numerology is very powerful mm-hmm. within all that. Um, and that's probably why like those things are used more. But... I don't know. I've always thought like, but the same thing could be said about, you know, God too. That's true. Well, why, why aren't these beings just appearing? 
and make themselves known. Yeah, like why can't I see my guardian angel? Well, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have one as well. Yeah, Mama you don't Kelly. have anyone watching. No, back. nobody. But good you don't or need bad. it. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a strong lady. I can I can handle myself, or I'll just die. Well, we we'll actually all die had a day. yeah, that's true. We actually had a listener write in recently. If she's, I might cut this out because I don't want her to feel bad. But she told me that she had a vision. She's a medium. She had a vision that I died and that I need to stay away from a short man with dark eyes and dark hair, which literally describes every single person I work with. And so I was like, I was like, well, that's I, all she had. Yeah, that's all she had. So I was like, well, there's not really much I can do with that information. Sorry, my foot fell asleep. There's nothing I can really do with that information because I can't just like not go to work. Also, don't put too much energy into that yeah well yeah of course but i i did go on amazon and buy some self-defense stuff because i was like fuck that yeah, if no, i'm going important. down i'm going down but swinging. i feel like sometimes with like when mediums give you like those signs and stuff where they're like watch out for this or watch out for that because it's gonna happen it's like it, it's kind of putting it's like breathing life into it and it's making it a thing True. that you're gonna like you're right because if i'd self, never seen that it's gonna be like what's it called a Self- self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. like you're gonna something might happen because like you might see somebody that fits that description and uh, approach them really weirdly or be afraid of them and they might pick up on that and like it could who knows like a year down the line like because of that like your relationship is so tumultuous that he does end up killing you or something you know right what I mean? yeah so like i don't know i also never um give any sort of like any just part of my mind to like mediums and stuff yeah because i think that that stuff could exist but I think that 99% of the mediums and psychics that we see in here are bullshit. Well, I also think that if you're ever in a position where like you're paying someone to give you a psychic reading, yeah. it's like the odds of it being bullshit are a lot higher than if you just like meet someone that's like, oh, I'm a medium. And by the way, like this is going to happen to yeah. you or like I think that blah, the blah, second blah. that you make something a business is the second that it loses its credibility. Yes, totally. I, even I feel agree. like if you because I feel like like magic and like spirituality and all that stuff has kind of like it's almost sentient in a way Mm -hmm. like i feel like if you're going to be using this power to like make money i feel like you're almost like not going to be able to use the power anymore oh you know what i mean yeah that's a good take because it all depends on where that power comes from though Mm -hmm. but i don't know well in some things really shouldn't be monetized like if if we believe that magic is real there's something something just feels wrong about like monetizing that yeah. or like if if we it's believe something that's so it's it's magical yes it's yeah. something that's so special exactly and, and like, then you're sort of taking away that and the same exact thing can be said with like um like tv evangelists you oh, know what i mean the ones that point. have yeah, like the, these the super, super churches ch- yeah, yeah mega churches and they're like only preaching like um fortune and, and the, stuff yeah and, like, and those preachers live in like these mansions oh yeah they're millionaires are, yeah. multi-millionaires and like that's bullshit you're right like, you, you know and that's a good point because for some people magic is their spirituality right yeah and so to like if you're a legit medium or psychic and that is something that for you is like is your spirituality that is your god that is your belief then why would you ever want to... It just feels dirty. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you... Because I think it's the same way that like um, religion can prey on people that need that safety and security and hope of like a religion. Yeah. It's the same way that like psychics and mediums can use that so-called power to like make money. And like 
somebody has a tremendous loss or something and they'll use that as the the catalyst to like say whatever reading they're going to do and it's going to just I don't know it's like taking advantage of people yeah well Natalia and I talked about that a little bit in episode 17 where we were talking about how like how do people fall into cults and we were saying that exact same thing it's it's people taking advantage of people that are feeling really lost Mm -hmm. or like really lonely or they just suffered some loss or they're looking for a way to fit in somewhere absolutely and so these types of people like take advantage of that did you see Midsummer? no should I should I see it yeah did you see Hereditary yeah. Oh my gosh, I loved Hereditary. Yeah. Is so it that same, same concept? Yeah. No, same director. Oh, same director. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'll have to watch me and that. Lauren just watched Midsummer like a couple nights ago. It's really good. Did you hear that I made Steve watch an animated film with me, mm-hmm. and he hated every minute of it? Yeah. But I loved it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it was I, about so, a yeti. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. No. Okay, James. Back to the story. Back to the story. Another rumor regarding the old church states that during the spring equinox and Halloween, just before the devil emerges from his hidden portal. Oh, sorry. It's, it's kind of ridiculous to think Like about. he's always just right behind that portal waiting. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, October 30th. I better just guys, like, guys, guys, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to get ready. I got to shower. Like, <laughs> he shows up. I got to put like, on my devil suit. Yeah, right. Yeah. I got to like really quickly bite into a pig so that I can have blood dripping from and my then mouth. And he just bursts out. Oh, yeah. There's no there's one there. There's no one there because nobody lives Damn there. Damn it. Yeah. And then he goes back. Well, no. Then he visits the grave of his you know, spouse, baby mama. Baby mama. And then he goes back. Yeah. Okay. So right before he emerges from his hidden portal, uh, a window will materialize in the wall of the church. I thought the wall was broken down. Well, so this is before it got bulldozed. This was the rumor. Okay. In in 2014, a YouTube channel called... (laughs) Called Roondings... (laughs) Mike, sorry. I don't know why it's funny to me. Okay, let me say it again. In 2014, a YouTube channel called... (laughs) Spell it out. (laughs) Roondings Viking Reviews. Roondings. It just made me because it's like this channel had no Viking reviews on it. I'm like, what do you mean Viking reviews? Like you review Vikings? The best one is Leif Erikson. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Name one more. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't. Um, Roonding's Viking reviews uploaded a video where he talks about his experience in Stoll in the mid-1990s when he visited the chapel with one of his friends. In the video, he explains that one night around midnight, he and a friend decided to... <laughs> I'm still laughing about Viking reviews. <laughs> or maybe it's Roonding Viking reviews. Oh, like he's, he's a Viking. the Roonding Viking. Yep. And then and he he's just a, reviewing stuff. Yeah. So he's just reviewing the cemetery. Probably in the that. Sem- okay, like, yeah, you're it's right. It's a pretty good, pretty good cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of dark. I have Viking blood, so I, I like to do these extreme reviews where i go to haunted places yeah that probably that makes more sense you're right um i think it's funnier if he does viking reviews (laughs) well this is literally the only video he had uploaded so he it was a short-lived review career um he explained that one night around midnight he and a friend decided to visit the ruins of the chapel if you look at pictures of what these ruins looked like in the 1990s, the first thing you'll notice that is that there's no roof, which we obviously know because it got blown off in a storm and then supposedly mm. rain doesn't fall inside. Next, you'll notice that there's a door frame, but no door. So it's just a hole where the door used to be. And then there's also three open rectangles where windows used to be on the left wall and the right wall. 
Um, and then there are no windows at the back of the building because that's where the old crucifix is and like where, like, you know, if you think of a church, yeah, it's the, the guy's is. preaching from there. Yeah. So there's no window behind him. Uh, and then at the front of the building above where the door used to be, there's a small half circle where another window used to be. So if you've been keeping count, that's seven windows. So we're talking about numerology. Seven's like a very important number mm -hmm. in completion. Christianity. Right. So that this is a building that it was like thought through when they were putting in the windows yeah. and they determined that because seven is a significant number for Christianity, they were going to have seven windows and that's supposedly like a holy number, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it signifies completion. It signifies completion. Yeah. Well, in this video where the guy talks about his experience, where Ruining Viking talks about his experience, he says that as they got closer to the church, they noticed that something didn't look right. It looked like there was glass in the windows when there shouldn't have been. And that light was reflecting off of it. Then they got closer and noticed that an eighth window had materialized at the back of the church above the crucifix. He goes on to say that as they got right next to the church, they heard what sounded like a Sunday choir echoing at a really low, faint volume. They peered through the side windows and couldn't see anything or anyone inside, and he describes it as very dark and gloomy. But when they went around to the back of the church where the eighth window had materialized, a bright beam of light was shooting out from that eighth window. Once they saw the light beam shooting out, they turned around and ran away. Yeah. Yeah. Because fuck that. That's too much. Right. But so it's interesting, though, because this guy never even picks up on the significance of what that legend would be, which is an eighth window popping up would sort of ruin the completion of the church and mm -hmm. be like a disrespect, right, mm -hmm. to God's house. And so it totally makes sense that that would if we believe that the devil goes there, that actually would make a lot of sense. It's like, oh, you're like kind of slapping the number seven in the face and you're like fucking up yeah. the significance of this location. Mm -hmm. It's literally like perverting yes. um, holiness. Exactly. So then in the comments for this video, a bunch of different Kansas residents were like weighing in and talking about their own stole cemetery experiences. So I thought that I would read some of them to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. This comes from user Matt MC. I had a similar experience back in 1990 or 1991. Three of my high school buddies and I were bored one night and decided to check out Stoll Church. As we rounded the curve, my Jeep chugged a few times like it wanted to quit on us. I didn't think much about it and continued driving toward the cemetery. For whatever reason, the gate was open and we were able to drive up close to the church. All of us got out of my Jeep and approached the rest of the way on foot. We argued for a few seconds on who was going inside. I finally grabbed the flashlight and volunteered. I climbed into the church from that doorway where there's no stairs. Once inside, I remember looking up and seeing all of the stars through what used to be the ceiling. After standing there in the dark for a few seconds, I shined my flashlight on the far wall. Perfectly within the round beam of light was the name Matt, written in red. Blood, spray paint, I don't know, but it completely freaked us out. My buddies ran back to the Jeep, but I remained there for a few seconds. I finally snapped out of it, ran to the Jeep, and we took off like a bat out of hell. As Which is funny because, like, it's mm -hmm. hell portal. Um, as, as we rounded that same corner, making our way back to Topeka, we saw a perfect circle of mist in the road in front of us. It almost looked like a portal or something. I just remember us screaming as we drove through it, and then it was over. It was my idea to go there, so it couldn't have been spray-painted on the wall by one of them beforehand. I talked to one of the guys about 20 years later, and he still remembers that night. Coincidence that my name was on the wall? Maybe. Or maybe not. 
Well, there is a lot of like vandalism there, right? Right. So maybe someone was just vandalizing it and wrote the name Matt's Matt. That's a pretty and common name. True. True. Okay. Now I'm going to read you and another. And also, what is what is that uh, that thing that our brain does where it sees things and it connects things together to oh. like have some sort of significance when there yeah, really isn't? Yeah, it's like and... that number 23 or whatever yeah. where like people were seeing that number everywhere. Yeah. I think it's just like being more aware after you hear a, like a legend or a rumor, then you start looking for significance where there is none. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. like even if you didn't know about that thing, it would still be there. Right. Like with the Matt thing, like seeing his name, like the fact that he's there and he's creeped out and he saw it there, all that stuff together means that it meant something. But if he saw, like, say he was walking in the street and saw Matt spray painted on some other random wall in a city, it, he would barely even, like, register to him. Right. I you mean, it I mean? is still a pretty crazy coincidence that, that he happened to be there. That Because the town does go in and, or well, now the church isn't standing, right? We aren't, no, it got bulldozed. But the town used to go in and try to paint over the graffiti every once in a while because mm-hmm. it is, it's very disrespectful to it be is. doing that. Don't and, vandalize. No, exactly. So the fact that it hadn't been painted over yet, that it was in red, that it was Halloween night, that his mm-hmm. name is Matt, still pretty creepy. Yeah. All right. So now I'm going to read you a comment by Zombie Bat Bunny. Hell yeah. I moved to Topeka in 1995. I've been to Stoll. The church is gone now. Sad face. So is the big tree. No one knows why they tore the church down, but Topeka is the devil's town. I have since moved. Two people I knew were shot in the same week, both in the head. One was grazed, the other did not survive. It has been closely guarded lately. You can't even get close to the church anymore at night. It's usually not the police either, but locals trying to keep the graveyard from being vandalized. So more murders connected in this small town where there's like nothing going on. Mm -hmm. Okay, next comment from Sid Pipes. I run deliveries through this area every now and then. I don't have any ghost experiences or anything like that, but I will tell you once my partner and I were working and we both wanted to see it, so we stopped for a moment while we were passing through. We talked about it for a few minutes and started up the truck again and headed out. At the very next intersection, the truck would not turn and the brakes hesitated. I finally got the brakes to work and stopped the truck, got out and inspected it, but everything looked as it should have. Got back in and everything was working fine again. Now my truck isn't the best, but that was the only time that that has ever happened. I had the truck checked out and it came back just fine. Coincidence? Maybe. But I am a believer in the supernatural, but I'm also a rational thinker as well. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, how we've been talking about numerology a little bit. And you were saying that you think it's unlikely that Ariana Grande had 666 megabytes and like the demon, or that the demon would have done that, right? Well... Would it surprise you to know that this town in Kansas stole its zip code is 666? I would be very surprised to know that any city in America had a three-digit zip code. Well, no, it's longer than that. But the first three are six. I didn't want to look up what the other ones were. But it's... Well, let me do that right now. Okay. While my stomach's growling. Yeah. So if you look up Topeka, Kansas and Stoll, Kansas, because Stoll is unincorporated. But if you look up... Oh, S-T-U-L-L. Mm-hmm. Well, the weather today is 66% humidity. Are you serious? I swear to God. Yeah, here we go. 66601-66603-66604-66605-66606. The whole surrounding area. So when was that like implemented, that zip code? I don't know. I didn't look it up, but I would imagine it would but be... But even still, because like, I, I doubt that the... 
U.S. government would would care have a joke. Yeah. Well, and also you would think that it would be established whenever that post office was put in, right? And that post office was put in during the time that they named it Stoll because it was yeah. named after the postmaster. So you would imagine it would be around the time of the town's inception. Yeah. That's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Quite, quite coincidental. But I mean, sort of what you kind of just said right now is like, and it's something we've talked about on the podcast before, the whole idea of what came first, the chicken or the egg. Like, did was this intentionally 666 because yeah. people in the town were doing something weird? Because, you know, the rumors that they mm-hmm. were in a cult or that there was all these, you know, strange happenings where this kid goes into a trance, walks into yeah. a field and burns alive. Okay, then some guy is found hanging from a witch tree where another, where a witch was hung earlier that supposedly had sex with the devil. Then this tree grows and like splits this tombstone in half. So what came first? Is it that it was coincidentally has this number with three sixes and that that then attracted something there something supernatural or is it that the townspeople were fucking weird and they thought it would be cool to name it you know 666 or is there some third option which is that it's all just a big fucking coincidence yeah i don't know but it's still pretty wild coincidence it is and the fact that the zip code starts with 666 is interesting I don't think I would live there. I think I'm oh, too well, superstitious. Over the over the fact that the zip code is that, I wouldn't live there because I wouldn't fucking live there. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would I ever live there? Right. Well, and so the whole, you know, the rumors about like where the townspeople in a cult or whatever. So that's never been proven. However, there are a lot of cults in Kansas, as it turns out, and there have been a lot of cults there over the years. Mm -hmm. And I was just Googling some news articles to find recent examples. And some some church called the International House of Prayer or IHOP was recently under investigation for a murder. And people are alleging that this church is actually a cult. Um, and I've that's, heard of that church. Yeah, you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's under investigation right now. This was an article from this year. I don't, I mean, maybe there's a more recent article that I didn't see and maybe they've been acquitted. I always say alleged because I don't want to get sued. Totally. Yeah, but that's something I found. That's and then interesting. there's also a cult in Kansas called the Supreme Being, which was recently convicted of human trafficking. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's like that's a the definition certified of a cult. cult, right? That's like, yeah. Yeah. So that one, I don't think I have to say alleged because they were just convicted of that. No, no, no. Um, they're guilty. Yeah, they're guilty. And then so three years ago in 2016, YouTube, another YouTube channel called Planet Weird, which is run by this guy named Greg Newkirk. He went to visit Stoll Cemetery to film his experience there for a vlog. And in the video, Newkirk passes by the new Stoll United Methodist Church. And outside the church, the church, like the new church, they put up a sign there that says, Satan always uses a lure. Don't take the bait. So this is the townspeople there at their new church put up a sign that says that. And it's just there permanently. It's not one of the ones where the letters change out. It's like a big sign. Mm -hmm. How do you interpret that? Satan always uses a lure. Don't take the bait. I think that's that's facts. (laughs) Yeah, but like, do you think it has any bearing? Do you think they just put it up there because they know people are seeking out the devil? there and so they're just like hey don't do that because like attracts like and that's bad probably both they're probably doing it to or do you think it's because they know there's a portal to hell and they're saying don't fuck fuck with this i feel like if they knew that they're they knew that there was a portal to hell there they wouldn't be there unless they're in a cult unless they're in a cult true but uh i think that like them saying that is kind of serving two purposes it's like 
hey, don't do that because, like you said, you know, you come here for evil reasons, it'll bring evil here. Mm-hmm. And also because, like, leave our fucking town. <laughs> you know <what laughs> Stop I mean? desecrating yeah. our graves. Please, yeah. just leave us alone. Stop spray painting. Um, or it's something else. Or it's something else. Yeah. Okay. But then that's very interesting. It's very interesting. So then Greg Newkirk who is filming this video, he also films himself walking up to the old church and cemetery. And randomly, small fires can be seen throughout the cemetery in the video. And he's like reacting to it. And he's like, what the fuck? Like he didn't... I didn't think, see you know, this video. And, oh, I have a link right here. Okay. And that I'll show you after because I don't want my computer to crash. <laughs> but but he um, is reacting to it. And he's like... Why, where are these fires coming from? Yeah. And you can't even see flames. It's just smoke. And smoke is rising from all these different patches throughout the cemetery. And, and they're not connected. So it's not like someone flicked a cigarette out the yeah. window and now there's a little brush fire. It's all these little random patches around the cemetery with smoke rising up and there's nobody around. Hmm. Maybe it's very, um, very well-built little pyrotechnics. Oh, maybe is... he set up smoke bombs for his video. He just threw smoke yeah. bombs throughout the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Greg Newkirk, if you're no watching flames. this, we're calling you out, dog. I'm, we're calling you out. Did you do that? Okay. And so now no, I, I want to see that video. Yeah, I'll show it to you. Uh, and I'll probably I'll probably insert the audio here. The house stole cemetery was a, a gateway to hell. And there was a church and there were the stairs that went down to the earth. And then on Halloween, the devil would come out. And he'd take people down into hell with him. And the place was so evil that the Pope would actually have his plane fly around it. So many people come here on Halloween that they have to have police set up because so many people are coming looking for the devil. But what's weird is we're here at Stoll Cemetery now and it's on fire. There's literal fires, patches of them all over the cemetery. It's not a controlled burn. We don't know where it's coming from. There's no there's no bonfire anywhere. There's no leaf piles. There's just patches of flames. It couldn't be more weird. Not. I now want to read you an article that I found on weirdus.com entitled Stole Kansas Gateway to Hell. <clears throat> the basic premise of the legends regarding Stole go like this. Somewhere within the tiny rundown Stoll Cemetery is a set of hidden steps which descend directly to the netherworld itself. The steps are nearly impossible to find and are covered by a hidden seal which only opens on Halloween and the spring equinox. If one does manage to find these steps, they should never venture down them, for it is impossible to ever return. The entire cemetery, even beyond containing a gateway to hell, is supposedly quite an evil place. The main focus of this evil was a dilapidated, crumbling church that stood up until last year. This church was used by witches and occult groups for worship. The church had no ceiling, but it was said that rain would never fall inside. If one were to take two bottles and hold them in the formation of an inverted cross, or take a bottle and draw an inverted cross on it, it would be impossible to break them against the walls of this church. Last year, the church was bulldozed without the consent of those who owned the land. No one is sure who knocked down the church and why they chose to do so. Also within this cemetery was an imposingly tall pine tree, which stood until 1998 when it was destroyed to dissuade thrill-seekers. Even though the tree was perfectly healthy, it was cut down the day before Halloween. This tree grew directly through a headstone, splitting it in half. Local lore held that the tree was used to hang witches before the land was allotted as a memorial ground. Both the church and the tree were considered landmarks of evil, which would help lead the way to the mystical steps located to hell nearby. 
In Stoll's history, there have been a few strange facts which speak to its long reputation of being a cursed area. First, in the early 1900s, a boy was accidentally burned to death by his own father. A few years later, a man in the town was found hanging from a tree. Both of these took place on a road known as Devil's Road, which appears on old maps of Stoll, although it no longer exists today. In short, Stoll, Kansas has long been a place of mysterious deaths and associations with the Dark Prince. Today, mysterious people guard Stoll from disturbances. Stories abound of curious people being terrorized and chased out of Stoll by pickup trucks. Some stories say that these trucks would trail intruders for over 20 miles. This has led to further speculation that there is something going on in Stoll that someone wishes to hide. And this article is written by Erica S. Okay, now I'm going to read another excerpt from an article from weirdus.com written by Adam John Ketzner. And he says, There is a cemetery in Stoll where a pine tree stood stoic, sentinel on a sunny, bright winter day, and would appear as a silhouette at sunset. A tombstone has been split by the enormous trunk and has become embedded in the roots. Tales of witches being hung from the branches of pines have been passed down through generations. Other witches subsequently have flocked to the cemetery on May Day Eve and Halloween to hold black masses. The witches have been known and seen dancing around the tree. On October 30, 1998, the pine was cut down that had previously loomed over the cemetery. Kindrich Blackwood of the Lawrence Journal World quotes the official position of the town citizens that the tree had to be removed because it died during the summer. Authorities have made no indication that the pine had played a role of legends of demonology that surrounded the cemetery or that it had anything to do with why the tree was cut down. The ruins of the old church in Stoll consist of four walls and a pile of debris on a manual hill that served Stoll until 1922. Since then, the legends concerning the church and the surrounding cemetery have grown as the church has decayed. The church was allegedly used by Satanists who used to and may still use the church to have rituals. There are many rumors of a staircase that is behind the church on the right-hand side if you are facing the church. The staircase is difficult to find because grass has overgrown the lid that covers the stairwell. The stairs are supposed to lead to a gateway to hell. One rumor says that if one goes down the stairs, it will take two weeks to get back up to the ground level, although it seems like only a few moments have passed. After starting to descend the stairs, it feels as if the person is being dragged down the stairs by an unknown force. One of the most important legends is that the church serves as one of the seven portals to hell. The devil reportedly makes a personal appearance in the cemetery on Halloween at midnight to visit the grave of a witch with whom the devil had a child. The child is said to materialize in the surrounding woods, taking the form of a werewolf. Visitors who have made midnight trips to the cemetery have fallen victim to various mysterious phenomena. Many of them have reported experiencing missing time. They have found that although according to their watches they have spent several hours in the cemetery, all they remember are a few minutes. For those who dare to camp out behind the church for a night or two, they will hear weird and awful noises. People who are brave enough to are encouraged to spend the night behind the church to avoid patrols performed by local police that occur every hour or two. People are encouraged to bring lots of extra batteries for their flashlights because they will have lots of problems with their flashlights going out mysteriously. It will also be a good idea to bring warm clothing, a tent, and a cell phone, not to mention telling a friend where you will be in case the devil tries to take you down to hell with him. So that's basically the end of the story. <laughs> you text but, your friend, OMG, the devil's got me. <laughs> OMG, please help. I'm being dragged <laughs> to hell. Did you ever see the movie Drag Me yeah, to Hell? It's terrible. I just imagine that. Yeah. Like, like someone literally. As you're being pulled in, you're texting. Yeah, you're like, please help me. Yeah. So 
Um, when Gina Hughes originally wrote in her email, that's our listener that alerted us to this story, which, mm-hmm. by the way, thank you so much, Gina, because it's a very interesting story and it's Halloween themed, so it's perfect. Yeah. She said that on Halloween, police set up barricades so that nobody can get in. And sure, maybe they're doing that just because like the town doesn't want to deal with it and they don't want vandalism and stuff. But also it doesn't help with the rumor mm-hmm. because then it's like, well, what are you hiding? If there's well, no devil there. They know that people are going to go there and some shit might be started somewhere or another. Like the last thing you want are a bunch of rowdy like teens or young adults like getting drunk and partying at a place right there's already so much like well and i guess too maybe one of them dies right what if one of them like and now you're the city is liable yeah or even so like that'll add to the the death toll yeah well like we said a few years ago that person said that two people were shot there in Mm. the head and so maybe it's because this place attracts weird fucking people or maybe the town didn't want trespassers i mean we don't really know the details of it's all of that yeah but I, I just think it's funny because the town is very adamant, like, there is no devil here. Stop visiting. But also, we're going to set up barricades on spring equinox and Halloween. Yeah. Let me tell my sources real quick, and then yeah, I want to yeah. ask for your thoughts. So my sources were Wikipedia, of course, our favorite friend to the show. Also, weirdus.com. I fucking read a book. I bought a book for $9.99 on Google Play called Haunted Lawrence by Paul Thomas. This guy fucking hates this rumor. Really? And he's from Kansas and he has he wrote this entire chapter dedicated to this legend and just every paragraph such disdain for wow. this legend. And then the YouTube channel Planet Weird by Greg Newkirk. And then also the YouTube channel um, about Vikings. What was it? Roondings Viking Reviews. Those mm-hmm. are my sources. So, James, let me ask you, as we do at the close of every show, what do you think? What, what about that? What about this rumor? Is there anything to this story that's like sticks out to you as like particularly like chilling or makes you uncomfortable or is there anything about this that you believe do you not believe any of it like what's your take on this story i always think it's interesting when a story claims that there's a portal to hell or there's like an entrance or a gate to hell in some random place um because you think of hell as like another dimension Mm mm-hmm so why would it need like a physical gate? You know what I mean? Right. Well, but I guess what's the alternative? You know, teleportation. Like, <laughs> just like <laughs> that's more. I don't reasonable. know, man. I feel like when we're dealing with these powers, but that isn't are like it bigger, isn't it teleportation though? Anyway, it's just that a you portal need, like, opens an actual up. Gate. But we don't know if it's a gate. No, I mean like an actual like entrance way. Right. Yeah, you, know, you, you would need, need like, a portal to teleport you. Something. Right. Yeah, but then I also like. It makes me think of. Did you hear about those? Like, um, I think they were miners in like Siberia and they dug no. this like super 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 deep hole. I didn't hear about this. Yeah, I forget when this happened. They dug this very deep hole and they hit this like pocket um that was like this big chamber that was like open under underneath it and uh-huh. so they they hit it and they dropped down like for some reason um cuz this this is the one thing about the story that I'm like why would they do that? Yeah. They put down some really um like durable microphone uh-huh. but probably some other like sensors and stuff too and to apparently see what was in there yeah and apparently it's just screaming what yeah like it's hell what like they accidentally stumbled upon hell and dropped a, a microphone in. and it's just screaming it's literally just like i need to know more about this is that's incredible yeah you'll just i mean just look it up yeah it. it's very <laughs> unsettling when i want to google it right now in siberia yeah. miners just look up uh um sounds of hell miners 
find hell, well to hell. The well to hell is a legend regarding a putative borehole in Russia. Ooh, the Siberian hell sounds. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, maybe we need to do an entire episode on this, James. Thank you for bringing this to yeah, my attention. Yeah, be a good one. So, oh, oh, we can listen to the audio. Mm-hmm. Let me play the audio real quick. All right, I'm gonna cry. That was <laughs> <laughs> dude. I know. Like, um, so that oh, was. Oh no, first... James! I don't like that. I'm literally tearing up. I, I don't know, like that. A, that's a scary thing. But that could all just be. Oh, I don't um, like that. Like pressure and. <laughs> oh like, no. Stuff. I feel like I just heard something I wasn't supposed right? to hear. That is terrifying. Know. You know, right? we could let's stop it on there because if you want to do a whole episode about that, I'm yeah. down. I'm down. Okay. Also. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so scary. But yeah, so I always think of like there being a physical gate or entrance to like hell, and I'm like, that's convenient. I need to fucking exit this out of my phone. I don't need that in my phone right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So okay, but in that instance you're talking about, that is a gateway, right? to hell so you're saying that you think it would be unlikely that there's a gateway but that's what i mean even in that story yeah but then you think like okay is hell another dimension or is it a physical place right yeah well that's the question nobody knows the answer to i guess i think it'd be very interesting if it was an actual place on earth and then i and that's interesting too because if you can find hell rather than what if rather than like you falling into hell and being stuck there what if you could rescue the souls that were stuck there and release them yeah i think that's a little bit beyond a mortal person but if you're a magic person even still i feel like um that would be because the whole the whole thing about hell is that like the worst thing about hell is that it's absent of God. Yes. God turned his back on hell mm-hmm. and doesn't even like, it basically is the same thing as not even existing to God. So that's why hell is so terrible. Whereas before you always have your connection to God with prayer and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that's not there in hell. So there's like, that's complete like dominion from the devil. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's why it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, because there's only like, the it only works within the framework of how he wants it to work you know i'm still thinking about those screams james that was so i hate that it's very unsettling oh my god i hate that but i don't know it could just be like geological sounds coming from right. a very deep yeah hole. it could be a hoax it could be geological because like or it you could said, easily just be somebody that made that right and claimed that it was this thing you know yeah I don't know. well because like you said why drop down a microphone yeah into but this i guess hole? that but, they dropped down a lot, like a bunch of different sensors. Right. Well, because they were probably sensors. like, what the fuck is this? You know, mm-hmm. like, what what is this chamber we just hit? Yeah. They didn't try to rescue anyone, though? Did they cover back up the hole? Oh, we need to cover this in a future episode. Yeah. Never mind. Let's not get know. too far into to rescue it. Anyone? I don't know. I think it was like, it was like three miles, this fucking hole they dug. Oh and so they're, you know, that's a long way. That is, and of course, it would be in Russia. Yeah. Of course, hell is underneath Russia. Right. Under Siberia. Honestly, that would make so much sense. <laughs> but okay, going back to this story, though. So I think that this would make um, an interesting movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I feel about most paranormal things or like conspiracy theories or like whatever. I'm always like, that would make a really cool movie. Right. And that's like, and that's the extent of it for and you. And that's my, f- my fear part of it. Yeah. It's like that it would make a good movie, but I don't know. I mean, like we said before, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical of things, but there's always a little part of me that tries to believe everything. Right. Just because I think that that's more fun. 
Yeah, it is more to, fun. Like believe little, at least little bits. There could be like a core there that is based in truth. You know, like maybe there was witchcraft there that led to like the death of a boy or something. Mm -hmm. But that might be the only real thing that happened. You know, but that's still like tragic. The six 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 zip code thing for me. That was the point of research in this story. Like the Ariana Grande thing is fun. Like the Nirvana thing is interesting. Like what mm -hmm. a coincidence that he died shortly after a, yeah. supposedly attempting that bottle thing. But the 666 area code for me was the point where I was like, oh, bad vibes. Like this yeah, town inherently weird. has bad vibes. That's very weird. The, the co like the coincidence of that. But I want to see like when was that zip code applied to that county? Because if it was like in the last 40 years, then it might have been like intentional. Like versus, maybe someone was having a laugh. Yeah. Versus like if it was a long time ago. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, but also that is a very like interesting thing because either way, it's like. You made 666 the zip code of this town? Why not just skip over that? Yeah. Let's not use that number anywhere. Like you don't, there aren't that many towns where you need to fill up every single number. Well, and it's also like so many hotels don't have a 13th floor, right? Because it's superstition. Yeah. And that's fine. We all just like accept that. So why don't we just skip over certain numbers for zip codes? Yeah. Do you believe in numerology at all? Like, do you think that um, there are some numbers that are like holier than other numbers or? Yeah, I think that there's a great deal of like, like numerology and, and symbology mm -hmm. or symbolism, I guess, whatever. Um, there's a lot that like goes into all that mm -hmm. when looking at like ancient stuff. Like, okay. like ancient um, Hebrew, like the ancient Hebrew language was very, very different. Um, obviously, it's a dead language, mm -hmm. but it was very different than like modern day Hebrew mm -hmm. or like um, other languages of that time. It was it was like Arabic or whatever. Yeah. Like it was just very different the way that it was used and like the the value that went into like speaking it and stuff like that i don't know it's really weird but stuff like that really interests me and like going back with like ancient texts like the bible like imagine being able to read truly read like and understand and translate those dead languages right or like be able to read like the original greek and latin not latin uh the greek and like hebrew that it was written in and stuff and like the difference in what that meant versus the translations that we have now, mm -hmm. that stuff interests me so much. But I know I'll probably never learn that stuff, you know? So you want to know something crazy? My grandpa translated the Dead Sea Scrolls. What? Yes. I'm not fucking with you. If you Google him, that's what pops up. I never met him. He died before I was born. But he literally translated the Dead Sea Scrolls in Israel. That's insane. I know. That's so cool. Yeah, it's super um, dope. Like the Dead Sea Scrolls, just finding like the original like thing that this was written on, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know, that interests me because I feel like Christianity and like most religions, but mostly Christianity because I'm Christian, like I feel like it's so different now than what it was or what it was meant to be. And just like thinking back into like ancient times with people living that. But going back to numerology, so do you yeah. do you think then that there is some validity to six 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 being an evil number or seven being a holy number? Yeah, but I also yeah. think that it's about the value that you put into, into it. it. Like if you are very scared of that number and you do everything you can to avoid that number, then I feel like that might put a little bit of power into it. You True. Know what I mean? Yeah. True. But like. That number doesn't scare me because I'm just like, whatever, it's just a number. Right. I wouldn't like seek it out, have it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't, you mean you wouldn't buy a live, laugh, love six, decal six, six. that says 666 six, six on it? <laughs> live, laugh, 666. Six, six. 
<laughs> Wait, that that would be a great shirt for this podcast. Possibly. Yeah. I won't be wearing one. No, you, no, of course. <laughs> or like live, laugh, die. It's <laughs> funny. Do you think someone's already made that? Probably. Like, what's the opposite of live, laugh, love? It would be die, die cry, cry, hate, hate, yeah. die, cry, hate. Someone has to have memed the show of that by now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's like a version of anything. Everything's you already want. been done before. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that something? Well, let me show you some pictures to round out this episode of the church. Oh, is this still cool? Finally, I've been just imagining things the entire time. Right. So this is what the inside. So keep in mind, this is all knocked down now. So mm-hmm. these, that's why these are not good quality photos. So we've got the windows on the side, three windows, three windows. There's the door. There's the little windows. So that's mm-hmm. seven windows. So that's the crucifix on the wall. Yeah, I thought that the it was upside down. No, no. It turns upside down at midnight on Halloween. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mean midnight on Halloween. So it's technically November 1st or midnight. Technically November 1st, I guess. Oh, see, they're, yeah. they're not keeping into the spookiness of well, it. Well. Or is it midnight of the 30th? So it's the second that it turns the 31st you're asking me questions i don't see know the that's probably to. why a lot of people go there and they don't see anything because they're, <gasps> they're there on the Halloween night. oh you're right well maybe natalia and i need to go here well i don't know about that <laughs> seeing as people get shot directly in the head here. <laughs> seeing as a little boy was transfixed into walking into yeah, a fire ties by the flame yeah so that's the so the headstone of the postmaster is mm-hmm. right in front of the old church because the cemetery is connected to it and then I want to show you, Satan always uses a lure. Don't take the bait. Stole United Methodist Church. Well, I'll tell you what my thoughts are on this story. Yes. It creeps me out. I don't know how I, f- obviously, I don't know how I feel about the concept of hell. Like some people don't even think it's a real place. Some people think that that part of the Bible is figurative. Natalia and I have talked about this before on the podcast too, where we talk about, because neither of us have had ghost experiences or spiritual experiences like that before. But I do think there's some validity to vibes and, you know, whatever that means, like Mm -hmm. maybe it's residual energy from something bad that happened somewhere, or maybe it is ghosts, or maybe it's something paranormal. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the importance that, you know, you yourself put on a place. But we discussed this in episode five of our podcast, which was about um, haunted houses. Mm -hmm. You know, there is something about places that are supposedly haunted that just feel bad and i think part of that might be like natalia had made a point that episode where she said well a lot of haunted houses seem to be like run down right so obviously if you're living there you're going to be depressed because you don't have all the amenities that you would have if you were living in a nice home Mm -hmm. or you know that someone was murdered there so you're going to be scared living there and so maybe that's what the vibes are is that it just feels uncomfortable because it's it is an uncomfortable place to live yeah like you know you can't if you know that a place is supposedly haunted no matter how hard you try you will not be able to get that out of your head right. while you're there or even if you don't believe in that stuff but it's like a rundown place yeah it's still creepy yeah it or still it's has... located next to a fucking like one of the haunted houses we covered is was like next to a train track so you literally can't sleep there so then you're going to be going crazy because you're sleep deprived yeah. so then you're hallucinating so i do believe that like whatever we think bad and good vibes are i de- i've definitely felt them before where you're in a place and you're like i don't like this place i don't want to be here or you're in a place and you're like you know what this place is dope or like these people I'm with are like have really good energy, right? Yeah, this like, haunted house is dope. Yeah, this haunted house is <laughs> right up my alley. Yeah. So I feel like there, I think that this place definitely has bad vibes. And we also talked about this in episode 13 where we talked about Haunted Ohio University where 
it was a similar thing where like, okay, even if it wasn't haunted originally, it's for sure fucking haunted now because now you have, you're attracting all these people that are vandalizing, that are holding seances, Mm -hmm. that are devil worshiping because it attracts that because of the lore. So whether or not originally there was any validity to the lore, it it very obviously has bad vibes now because people go there to do bad shit. And that's like what I was saying where like maybe, you know, back in the 1860s or whatever, maybe that kid did walk into the fire for whatever reason but like it might just be that or right. just the guy who hung like might be the only thing that happened but then all of this reputation started building and then all these other things started happening because of people going there and it just adds to it and it, it could make it something well and also why did this town have a road named devil's road i know like, right like what like, you're just think asking that you for... wouldn't name a road that no That's name like... it name it uh jefferson road yeah, name it literally anything name it else. the old road. The old town road. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like anything. <laughs> literally Don't anything would have been better. Don't name it Devil's Road. Yeah, please, and then for the be love of God. that there's something going on. For the love of God and the devil, do not name a road in your town after the devil. And do not give yourself a demonic zip code. And if weird shit starts happening there, move. Yeah. Like, just that simply. Cut your losses. Simply move. Yeah, yeah. Or, and don't put a church on the road. No, don't put a church on That's Devil just Road. Mean. That's weird. That's just like disrespectful. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Yeah. So, all that stuff, like all the value that you put into it and the things that people affect because of what they do mm-hmm. can like change a place. Yeah. For better or for worse. I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know, guys. What do you think, listeners, right now? Drop a comment in the SoundCloud comments or um, tweet at us if you listen to this on Spotify or iTunes or Google Play, because I want to know what you guys think. I don't know. We have a lot of believers that listen to our show, and we also have a lot of skeptics, and I would be interested to hear both of the opinions from both of those extremes, because I feel like with most stuff, I'm kind of in the middle, leaning on the side of believing, just because I think that, why not? Yeah, Um, I'm actually exactly the same. Yeah, but I would love to hear from people who are on, like, both extreme sides of the spectrum and hear what you guys think. And thank you, James, for being Hell our yeah. special guest to all of our listeners right now. I know that normally Natalia and I switch off episodes and normally she's even numbers and I'm odd numbers. But next episode, Natalia is going to do episode 21 because I'm doing her episode this week. And then after the vlog drops, we'll be back on a normal schedule with the numbering. So if numerology is important to you, don't worry. We're returning to Man, normal so you're soon. you're throwing off all of that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's messing everything now, up. I know. Now our podcast is just full of bad vibes. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, James. And yeah. hopefully you want to come back sometime. We can Definitely. talk about that portal to hell in Siberia that I never yeah. want to hear those screams ever again. If I ever, ever come again. across something, I'll just like send it to you and be Text like, Text it to me. Yeah. Look up this shit because I have a lot. Okay. <laughs> I have like a lot of ideas. Okay. I'll just send you a big list. Okay, perfect. And oh, then yeah. I think you also need to um write a screenplay about this story. About Stoll. A, a fictional um take on this story. Yeah. And then uh just in your credits put shout out to Let's Get Haunted. Maybe. Uh, maybe we'll get some listeners. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, cool. James. Thank you. See you later. Oh, I forgot to tell you, uh at the very end of our show, we always have the person who didn't tell the story say our sign off which is brb gotta go and then something like call back to the story so like last episode we talked about nazis in antarctica and we said something like brb gotta go uh i don't remember populate mars or something because that was part mm. of the story so gotcha. you got it you gotta come up with the call back okay brb gotta go walk into that fire over there <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> i'll be right back though oh, okay all right <laughs> bye, bye.